TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, yeah. Wednesday night, man. November 29th, man. And you just heard uh, the Mets are still making moves and Joey Wendell. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, I, I don't like Joey Wendell from... His time with Tampa, as a Yankee fan, team no gloves. He's just one of those guys that would get like a clutch hit or make a play in the infield. And you're like, this guy's no good. But Johnny on the spot right on time. So you just heard Marco. I hit Marco with that info as he was putting together the update. Um, During the breaks, I try and find anything breaking news, anything coming across Twitter because we are heading into the hot stove time, baseball offseason, transactions are happening, moves are being made. And, yeah, the Mets obviously did some work today. They obviously signed Luis Severino, one-year, $13 million, and now Joey Wendell comes over from the Miami Marlins, taking a guy from a division rival. He's a utility infielder. He's going to make roughly $2 million-plus performance bonuses. So, yeah, you know, 33 years old, uh, not done. He's a veteran, serviceable guy, utility man, and they say, hey, if you come here and you play well for the Make It Happen Mets, you can make some money. So Joey Wendell, woo, it's a Mets town now, boy. The Mets are cooking. Look out, David Stearns, it's a it's a new day, the new gold standard in baseball. 877-337-6666. All right, I'm off that. I'm off that. Like, no, but in all seriousness, like, they're making moves. Yankee fans are waiting on the Yankees to make any moves instead of there being um, just rumors and the Yankees for clicks being connected to everyone. At least the Mets and the Mets fans can get excited about some new faces, some new guys being on the team and your new president of baseball operations getting some stuff done. Uh, Go read about that online. Let's get back to the football conversation. I want to be clear. You cannot tank in the NFL as far as telling players to go out there and miss field goals or throw interceptions or miss tackles. That's not how that's not how tanking is done. Tanking is done by not playing your best players. Tanking is done by, you know, taking guys off the field, uh, making stupid decisions in game and you know, benching quarterbacks and, and missing kicks or whatever. But I don't expect the Giants to tank. I thought they were tanking. When I saw them not throw the ball against the Jets, I'm like, it's a tank. What is this? Gervonta, Tank Davis, Tank Bigsby, Tank Dell, they're tanking. They're clearly tanking. Season's over. No. They had some Giants pride and Tommy DeVito. Great story. The best story we have in New York football this year. He gets two wins. I want to be clear. 
I'm not telling them the tank. No one can tell them the tank. Nobody can tell them what to do. Shout out to Kathy from Belleville. Kathy called last night and she was talking about as fans, like, how do we push back? How do we make these organizations do what we want them to do? By like not going to the games, boycott. I'm like, no, that doesn't work. There's too many other fans that love the team and like that'll never work. And people tell me tell me to do that with the Yankees all the time. Like, oh, if you're complaining about the Yankees so much, why do you go to the game? Because that's where my friends are. Because that's like my favorite place to chill when it's warm out. No matter who's in the jerseys, no matter what I think about Brian Cashman and the organization, I'm going to go to Yankee Stadium. But what I'm saying is, let me be clear, I'm thinking about the future that's right in front of the New York Giants. You want your own. You don't want to inherit a quarterback that's injury-prone and say, well, we gave him a contract and it's Daniel Jones for the next two, three years. It doesn't have to be. And it might not be. Who's to say Daniel Jones rehabs and comes back from this ACL and he's ready to go for training camp and for week one? I know that the Bills, and they've been pretty decent the last few years. Obviously, they're having a down year this year, but I wouldn't count them out. I know the Bills were built through the draft. A lot of those players on the Bills were drafted by Joe Shane. Dable was in the building. They were a part of that. And so what they're trying to do here with the Giants is build through the draft and pick their own guys, and the draft is a competition. You want you, This season's over. You're not making the playoffs. You want, to be, um, you want to be in position to get the quarterback you want first and then you know pick the rest of the players you want. 877-337-6666. And I think even if they try, if Wink can scheme up the best defense that he can scheme up against the Packers, the Rams, the Saints, and the Eagles twice, I still think they lose. If they're running Tommy DeVito out there and he's taking 10 sacks a game, I still think they lose. So they can tank and make it look like they're trying to compete and lock in that top five pick and get the quarterback of their choosing. David is in Far Rockaway. David, you're on the fan. Hey, Keith, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, I got to say, this is my first time calling. I have to say why I think you're better than most most radio hosts. Most people, I can't tell if they're even a fan or not. All I hear is people analyzing sports. With you, I feel like I'm listening to a fan. Well, because you are. I've only been a radio host for two years. I went to college for radio, but that was like 12 years ago. You're literally listening to a fan on the fan. There are people listening that knew me long before I ever got this opportunity to be on this mic. I'm still the same guy. So, like, you know, th that's authentic. That's what you're hearing. I'm learning how to be a good radio host. I think I've come a long way. Like, I think people listening to my five-hour shows now can can, you know, hear that I've gotten better at this. But I'll never be just like a blanket guy that just is analyzing or coming in with a take. Like I'm, I'm, I'm telling you how I honestly feel, and I'm sharing you know personal stories, and uh, my fandom comes into play, and that's just the honest truth. Yeah, man, and you got a real future in this. So um, I want to call. I just wanted to call about the Giants that I've been hearing all these different radio hosts, and they're saying that there's a future this year for the Giants, and I would say maybe that's true if they really won their last two games. But, you know, there's a difference between winning and not losing. And that game <laughs> with, 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 New England, with New England, if you could have lost that game, like, I think you, like, you have to be like, kicked out of the NFL to lose that game. I'm that saying, game, th that it game, was 10 I, to 7. I, I hated watching that game. That, that was like a chore to watch that game. That was legit homework. Like, I have to watch this stupid game because I have to be able to speak about parts of the game. Watching Mac Jones is a headache. 
Mac Jones threw that interception on second and eight with three defenders around his receiver that Tay Banks intercepted. I'm like, you don't have to make that throw. Live to fight third down. Are you? I think Mac Jones is tanking. I think he wants out of New England, and he knows if he goes out there and absolutely sucks, they will draft another quarterback, and he'll be out of his misery. Yeah, and, and they missed a field goal to literally, I'm saying, it's, it, that was not even a game. I'm saying, it's a you chip can't, shot you can't field goal that, that every NFL kicker is supposed to make. The guy pulls it wide left to lose the game. That game should have been tied and gone into overtime. And how many times how have Belichick we watched? Has to pay him to miss that. How many times have we watched Belichick bench this kid Mac Jones and then be secretive in the media about who who's he going to start? Like, that's why, I'm like Bill Belichick, you're not fooling anybody, bro. Like he's he's oh whoa, well, you know he doesn't tell you anything. Then they run Mac Jones out there just to bench him. They're trying to lose. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, man, thank you so much. Keep keep it going. You rock. Thank you for the call, David. Like, that's how you tank without tanking. You keep running Mac Jones out there. Mac Jones is not athletic. Mac Jones is in over his head. He does not have the weapons around him. Like, Kendrick Kendrick Bourne was starting to get off a little bit for the for the Patriots. He gets hurt. They've got Devontae Parker out there. They're, they're, they have two running backs in, in Stevenson and, and Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott is, all, is obviously cooked. Um, Demario Douglas, like... They, they they don't have it. They lost their their number one overall pick in Christian Gonzalez. They lost Matthew Judon. This, they, when you start having that many many injuries on your team and you start taking L's, you know that the season is over and you start looking into the future and realizing this we're not winning, not with this team, not with this roster. And a guy like Bill Belichick, that is a football lifer that has been on multiple Super Bowl teams. Not just where he is. He was here. Like, has been around Hall of Famers. You think he doesn't know that he's working with with, with crap? That he's working with, like, nothing? <laughs> he knows. He absolutely knows. So, yeah. Last caller said, like, you know, to not lose that game. They didn't win that game. They just found a way to not lose that game. The Patriots found a way to lose that game. Just like they found a way to lose that game in Germany against uh, the Colts. It's like they found a way to lose a bunch of games. The only game that Bill Belichick wants to win and the only game that he might sweep a team is against the Jets. <laughs> that was the only game this year that Bill Belichick was like, oh, we're winning this game. We're not losing to Zach Wilson. I can't have that on my resume. I have enough wins that this tanking of a season will not mess up my career record, but we're going to keep the streak going against the Jets. We're going to keep the streak going against the Jets. We're not losing to the Jets. Not with Zach Wilson. Mm-mm. And that last game of the season, don't be surprised if they have their top three pick locked up, but they try to stick it to the Jets and win that one too. But maybe um, Aaron Rodgers will play and, and save the day. Greg is in Huntington, Long Island. Greg, you're on the fan. Hey, Keith. How are you tonight? I'm fantastic. Thank you for joining the show. Um, so it's funny. I was going to first talk about the Jets, but now all of a sudden we've been talking a little about the Giants and we got in some Yankee talk. So I guess my Yankee point quick would be, Three years ago, was it when um, when when Hicks and Severino got their paydays from um, from the Yankees? I think it was further back than that, but yes, we thought both of those contracts. I mean, I don't know. I didn't really think. I'm like, I thought that was Cashman trying to do what Anthopolis does down there with the Braves, with Acuna and Ozzy Albies and Michael Harris, and signing these guys to lower annual. Um, contracts and, and getting in front of it. 
what did he give Hicks like seven years, seven million? Yeah, stupid contract. And no, but I mean the idea, the idea that they were trying to get ahead of it, and I'm sitting going, hey, you know this is great. Cashman's going about differently. This is wonderful. And both Hicks and Severino basically went out in flames. Yeah, I mean, they both neither got one 10, 10 million a year. Severino got four years, 40 million. Hicks got seven years, 40 million. And then they were hurt. And then they underperformed. And then those contracts look bad. Yes. And look at how, look, yes. at, look at how their time ended. They had to DFA Hicks after running him out there over and over and over again. Forcing him down our throats. We're watching this guy bat 188. We're telling you he can't play. He's trash. And they kept running him out there. And then they let him go. And then he finds success with the Baltimore Orioles. And then with Severino, they kept running him out there until the point he got hurt this year. And then they just obviously let him go. His contract's up. And he signs with the Mets. No, I got to tell you, if Seve going to the Mets, I think it's a, it's a great thing for Seve. Great for him the chance to make a little more money. I don't believe in him. I, I don't think he's going to do anything for the Mets because Me either. If, that same, if that same pitcher could not do it in the Bronx, he's not going to do it in Queens. Right. If he, it, I mean, he it, couldn't figure it out. The, the Yankees were trying to do everything to help him. They kept giving him opportunity after opportunity. He himself got in front of cameras. I watched the postgame one night. He said, I feel like I'm the worst pitcher in the league. <laughs> well, you know something? He pretty much was. I mean, time and time again. But – his stuff is electric. When he's on, you me, you remember like, like it was, I'm going to go back four years ago, is where I think it happened when he had really really great season just before he got that contract, and then it was at the very end of the season. People were thinking that either he was tipping his pitches or yep. he was unhittable. He was going through six seven innings in a pop and throwing two hits. He was touching ninety nine. I used to call him Sevi Houdini because he would he would get a couple runners on and always get out of a jam, and I would be amazed at how this guy would just survive. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's painful to think that you were that close to greatness and then something keeps you off of it. And it's <laughs> it's still painful. I'm waiting for my moment that the Yankees are going to do a little something. I, I'm not minding at all. Yeah, i got to tell you, you as a host, you're great. The guy said it before perfectly. You're a fan first, and you're the first one to lay a smack on the Yankees when they're not doing good, and you call a spade a spade and say, if you're not playing, you kind of stink and you're not worth it, but it doesn't stop you from going to the games. And so that brings me to my other point about the Jets. And I was telling Connor before, I just, I'm a Jet fan and I'm a Yankee fan. And shame on me. But I, I have to ask you, what do you do? Who do you put out there this week? If I, I understand everything about Rodgers, there's no reason for me on the field. No way at all. And Boyle, he sucks. It, I, I'm, gonna say, I'm not going to tell you what I think, but I think that Boyle is just, he, he's no better than. Anything else has been on the field, and honestly, the season really is lost for me as a Jet fan. I don't even want to watch the game, to be blunt, because it's just not watchable. It's not fun, and and I go there thinking this year the first game was fun, and after that, there hasn't been anything. So my question to you is this, as a Jet fan, who do you put out there this week Knowing you got to put somebody out there, what quarterback do you want to see play? They already named Tim Boyle as the starter, and you have you have to give him another start. I mean, that Black Friday game—that's a ton of pressure. Only game on. It's his first start in a long time. He's playing against the Dolphins, a division rival, the world watching. I mean, <laughs> forever we're going to remember the Javon Holland pick six off the hail mary. Um, yeah. What I saw from the guys—he's not an athlete. He cannot avoid the pass rush. I know upstairs he's better than Zach Wilson, 
but it's kind it kind of cancels out, right? Zach Wilson doesn't yeah. have it upstairs, but he does have the legs sometimes to scramble and run and evade the rush. Tim Boyle has it upstairs to change the protection and know where to go with the ball, but he can't make the throw and he can't, you know, he can't avoid a sack. I mean, I, I would have Trevor Simeon ready. <clears throat> excuse me. I would have him ready if they struggle in the first half because this is a winnable game against the Falcons. The Falcons aren't good. I mean, in their quarterback, I've been on the fan saying uh, early in the season, I'm like, Desmond Ritter might be just as bad as Zach Wilson. And he's only getting his second opportunity because Taylor Heineke got hurt. They benched him for Taylor Heineke, and he's getting his second act. But they're a dome team, and they also play against you know the Saints in a dome. They're coming up here. It's cold now. Like, the Jets' defense could give them problems. They could turn the ball over. But what is the Jets' offense going to do with Timmy Boyle? You can't rely on Brees Hall to break runs. He himself said he's pressing. You can tell that him and Garrett Wilson have regressed this year because they want to hit a home run every time. We all know you're a baseball fan. If you go up to the plate yeah. thinking that you got to swing for the fences, you're going 0 for 4. It has to come naturally. It has to come in the flow of the game. So if Timmy Boyle struggles and they don't get in the end zone in the first half, what do you have to lose by putting Trevor Simeon in, who has more NFL experience, and you signed him this year for what? Let's see it. You know, I'll go back and I'll say that I think Simeon should have been in last week, that he gave the best chance, personally, out of all the quarterbacks that were there. And again, I'm going to say, I don't think that Rodgers has any reason to be on that field because there's nothing good that can happen with it other than just getting live action with Hall and with Wilson out there yeah. for him to get a feel for it. But he can do that in practice. Greg. You're going to say, yeah, you can get it in practice. There's nothing like being on a football field in a real game to turn around and have that added extra <laughs> juice of a pressure to turn around and make somebody try to do something. It's, it's but, funny that we're talking about Aaron Rodgers coming back at this point in the season when the season's lost. Do yeah. you remember how much we talked on the fan about whether he should play in the Jets-Giants preseason game or not? Because yeah. of the risk in the preseason. And no, now that we they, have actually lost the entire Jets season, this guy is hurt with an injury. He's not fully healthy. Now there are Jets fans saying, oh, I want to see him. There is no reason what? for him to be in there. None at all. And, and you know something? This takes me to the last thing, I, if you give me the chance. What do you think, what do you think really the Jets can do in the offseason at this point, they got Rodgers coming back. They got to do something with Wilson. He's going to go somewhere. They're not going to sign him. Um, maybe they hold on to Simeon and they get rid of the other guy. Maybe they get, keep the other guy. But obviously, he's not really a backup. Overall, there's a flavor with at least 12 of the teams out there that are all playing backups right now. And I know it's not a good product that's going out and being shown uh, through the NFL on Thursday, Friday, Sunday, Monday nights. Overall, it's just an unwatchable game because every other time you put it up there, uh, Burrow's gone. Fields things. You know what Zach was. It, none of these teams Kirk have Cousins is good. down. Uh, Anthony Richardson <clears throat> went down. Uh, Fields was out for a little while. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Uh, here's what I was saying. Thank you for the call, Greg. They're on to 2024. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I, uh, the, well, let's not use the word tank. But let's talk about the value of winning the rest of these games down the stretch, which they're not going to do anyway. <laughs> they're not going to win these games. They don't have the talent. They don't have the coaches talking about the Jets. And the same thing with the Giants. You have to start thinking about next year. This year is lost. 
We had high hopes for this year. Oh, the baseball season was miserable. Can't wait till football. At least we got the Giants and the Jets, two playoff teams loading. Don't believe the hype. Same thing I'm telling you, don't believe the hype that the Yankees are going to get Yamamoto, Soto, and Bellinger. Come on now. I think the, the Mets are going to get Otani and Jordan Montgomery. And the, oh, if the Yankees get Juan Soto and they don't sign him, he's coming to Queens. Stop. Just stop. Just look at our track record around here and stop. The Jets need to be thinking about next year how they reinforce and reinforce and stack the deck around Aaron Rodgers to get the best offensive line possible in front of this man, to get skill positions all around this guy that actually can make a difference. And you have some of those guys already, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson. Uh, you thought, you know, you're bringing in McCole Hardman and Dalvin Cook to be. Dalvin Cook will be out of here. They, they have to draft offensive linemen, sign some maybe free agent offensive linemen, protect Aaron Rodgers at all costs, uh, get another weapon in here, receiver. The defense is pretty much intact, and a lot of those guys will be back. You can always, you know, add a piece or two here and there. But, man, it's about getting a better offensive line. No quarterback can have success with this offensive line. And getting another playmaker that can catch a ball and take it to the house uh, when Aaron Rodgers is under duress and just can get rid of it quickly because he reads the coverage and can see that, you know, you're, you can run a slant. He can get you the ball and you can do the rest. All right, I think we got to break it down right here. Let's take this break. We're rolling. We're halfway through a five-hour KM to AM. I appreciate you guys for listening. I appreciate you guys for calling. We've got much more to do. 877-337-6666. This is Keith McPherson, your nighttime host. We'll be right back. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Let's get back into it on the fan. Keep McPherson, your nighttime host, taking your calls and talking the sports. No NFL game on, no Westwood One. No Brooklyn Nets radio, Capper and Carino. Just me. Just me looking at the internet. I'm getting cooked by these butthurt Mets fans on Twitter. <laughs> I love it. It's part of it. It's literally part of the game, right? A former Yankee who was terrible for the Yankees last year gets signed by the Mets. So I leaned into it. And that's what Twitter's for. It's a fake place. Most of the people there are hiding 
Uh, they don't have their real names fake. They don't have their real pictures fake. Me, I got my government name, my real face. It's me. It's been me. And I'm right here on the fan live on TikTok at Keith McPherson there at Keith McPherson on Twitter. You can reach me on the interwebs. That's what the young people do. I'm old, though. I got a whole kid now. I'm a whole dad now. I realize I'm old now. It's okay. I'm holding on to my youth. When I was a kid, the Yankees used to win the World Series. (laughs) I want to bring the topic to the airwaves for my Yankee fans that was floating around on Yankees Twitter before Luis Severino became a med and whatever, you know, Dylan Batanz's vibes. Um, Today we saw that the trade talks between the Yankees and the Padres over Juan Soto have progressed to a point of exchanging names on players. I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. I've been hurt so many times before. I don't believe. I can't believe the hype. I'm not buying into it. It sounds good until somebody else swoops in and there's a mystery team that trades for Juan Soto and then all the Yankee fans are talking about what could have been. But the names that were floated by Andy Martino... Uh, in the article, it says um, the exact names are not known. That's that's something, too. When you guys read these articles, read the articles and read the words, right? This paragraph says, while the exact names are not known, that's the first thing it says. The Padres are said, the Padres are said, the Padres are said to be looking at top prospects like rookies Jason Dominguez and Anthony Volpe, young major league pitchers like Michael King and Clark Schmidt. In that, in that category and more. So that's so vague. That's, uh, like, let's read it again. While the exact names are not known, the, we don't we don't know. Basically, Andy Martino is saying, we don't know. We, we have no idea who the exact names are. We don't know who they're talking about at all. We're just going to speculate here for an article for clicks for the internet. The Padres are said, the, the Padres are said, who said? Who's speaking for the Padres? They're all the way in San Diego. This is New York, anyway. To be looking at top prospects slash rookies like. Like or or those guys. Like, it says. Jason Dominguez, Anthony Volpe. Young major league pitchers in the Michael King slash Clark Schmidt category. In the category or those guys specifically. It doesn't matter. All people see is the bold font of Jason Dominguez, Anthony Volpe, Michael King, and Clark Schmidt. And there are a pack of Yankee fans that say, that's all it takes to get Juan Soto? Send them. And then there's another pack of Yankee fans that says, oh, hell no. Nope. Nope. Non-starter. Volpe, that's our shortstop of the future. We already prospect hugged all these other years to get to Volpe. We've seen him. Now we want to see more. We saw the Martian this year. We saw Jason Dominguez. He's rehabbing. He'll be back around the all-star break. We want to see him in center field. So no, no. Guys like that. So Yankee fans, call me up. There's some of you that are much deeper in the prospect names, right? I would just throw out, hey, Oswald Peraz is available. Oswaldo Cabrera is available. I would just throw out, have you heard of Everson Pereira? Randy Vasquez? Johnny Brito. (laughs) Those guys I would put out there for the Padres to take a look at. They're in the category. They're like those guys. 877-337-6666. We're talking Luis Severino. Joey Wendell also signs with the Mets today. We're always talking Aaron Rodgers. This is WFAN. This is Aaron Talk Rodgers Radio 24-7. At least we're not talking about Zach Wilson anymore. And we're talking about Tommy Cutlets, TD, Tommy DeVito, and the word tank we should stop using. Just lose. 
Just lose, and we won't be mad. At this point, there's nothing to be mad about watching the Jets and Giants lose. You've already, you're about to watch them lose double-digit games this year. It's perfectly fine. 877-337-6666. My guy Jarvis up in Harlem, back on the fan. What's up, Jarvis? What's up, Keith? How you doing? Great, man. Blessed to be here. Five-hour KM to AM. Uh, I'm glad you're doing your job. Um, I want to talk about the New York Jets. And, you know, I'm not, not a Jets fan. You know, like, listen to So I'm listening to Evan Roberts this afternoon. And so he get all excited about, oh, 21 days for Evan Roberts to return to practice. He's going to, um, you know, like, oh, he's going to return practice. Oh, um, he's going to play against the Washington Redskins. Like, no Jets fans are like, no Jeff is not going to show up in that game because nobody really cares because there's going to be a lot of empty seats there because there's going to be another losing season for the Jets. I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's just, it's just a joke, man. It's like, I mean, it's just so typical Jets, man. You know, it's a, it's another losing season. It's, it's the song that it, never ends, bro. <laughs> this is the song that doesn't end. Some Jets fans started singing it, not knowing what it was. We do this all day for weeks and months. Expecting right, different right. I mean, results. Like, Expecting different. Yeah, Timmy Boyle's going to go out there and throw for 300 yards, three touchdowns against the Falcons. You wait and see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, and they're going to lose. And they're going to lose the next three games. I mean, they bought before eleven, and then Ira Rogers going to come back to practice. I mean, it's a bit too little, too late. Okay, see, even if even they play Week 18 against the Patriots, which you know they could lose to any team, but the only team he, the Patriots could beat is the New York Jets because they own them because they're beating them seventeen regular season games <laughs> against the New York Jets. I mean, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, Tim Boyle, um, Tra- um, Trevor Simeon, Zach Wilson, Chris Strebler, really Josh Johnson, Joe Flacco. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's, it's going to be another losing season. So, I mean. So, you know, yeah. but that's we know, all I got to say. We know, where, we know where we're headed, Jarvis. Thanks for the call. Jarvis is going to check in every week, every couple days, to tell you about them Jets and the Jets fans. And he's going to say, oh, you know, they're not going anywhere. It's another losing season. They think Aaron Rodgers is coming back. I told you. I told you. I told you. But nobody wants to be the I told you guy. You know, I was trying to tell you early on in the season, hey, hard knocks, this ain't good. It's not good. It's a curse. It's, a, it's like the Madden curse. Nothing good comes from this. This is supposed to be a Super Bowl season. You don't want to be on Hard Knocks. You don't want all that exposure. And then as soon as we watched Hard Knocks, I said, oh, this is the Aaron Rodgers show. Everything is Aaron Rodgers. This isn't a team. This is the Aaron Rodgers show. There was an article written on WFAN. I got to put it in my notes to go find it, where I think we all gave our like preseason rankings and went division by division and I think I had the Jets finishing third. Um, and I think I had them going eight and nine with Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, Twitter folks told me I didn't know anything and should stick to baseball. It's funny. Like, I can't stick to baseball. I never played baseball at a high level. I play football at a high level. What are y'all talking about? <laughs> well, this guy doesn't know anything. I'm like, I'm just saying, look at the look at the roster, look at the coaches, look at the the schedule. You, this is the NFL. You think just because Aaron Rodgers signed here, you're going to cakewalk through this schedule? Like, it's not going to be. And then four plays in, you're back to Zach Wilson. And that's what I'm talking about when I'm like, look at the deficiencies in the roster. You have this kid who fans threw his jersey on the field because they hated him that much last year. You have that guy waiting in the wings. He's one play away. So this, this was inevitable, man. The Jets are going to jet. It's like, 
the karma of Aaron Rodgers, like you, you guys understand why the Packers were fed up with him? You, you understand why they were ready to move on from a guy that's like arguably the best player in their franchise history, the best player they ever had? They were over the shenanigans. They were over the ego. They were over him thinking that he was Aaron GM Rodgers. And the Jets, never having anything, said, come on, come on. Yeah, we, we'd love to have you. Take over. Tell us what to do. Ben is in Connecticut. Ben, you're on the fan. Hey, how's it going, Keith? Great. How are you? I'm doing well. So the first question I had for you is, like, if if it would take Jason Dominguez to get Soto here, um, would you? Nope. And I'm conflicted about myself. You you wouldn't do it, right? I mean, I don't nope. think I would do it. No. Yeah, I think I think I'm with you on that. Uh, especially with um, especially with all of the talk about this could be a one year thing, like. Oh, he, Steve Cohen's going to be the highest bidder for him. So you're going to trade the Martian, Jason Dominguez, your guy that we've been talking about since this kid was 17 for Juan Soto, who's represented by Boris. And No, Jason Dominguez is a non-starter for me, especially because this season sucked and you had to you know, break glass in case of an emergency. Emergency happened yep. and you had to bring up the Martian. He skipped triple A and you brought this kid up <laughs> and he took Verlander deep on the first pitch he swung at. Nope, he's ours. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm I'm definitely with you on that, especially because it seems like San Diego kind of has to trade Soto. So you should – I mean, listen, if Brian Cashman is half the guy he says he is with yep. the big negotiating and everything, like he should be able to get it done. There you go, Ben. You know? There you go, Ben. If Brian Cashman is this fiery guy that says, I think we're pretty effing good and talking about his process and his people and what they've done and standing on business the way he did, then you should be able to talk to A.J. Preller and say, hey, you guys took out a $50 million loan to – uh, to to pay your players to to satisfy your payroll, uh, rest in peace to the owner of the Padres who passed. They're not in a situation right now where they can hold on to Juan Soto. They're not going to be able to pay him, and they gave up a lot to get him. And as much as we talk about the Mets and the high payroll that they had, the highest payroll in history, what a disaster, what an embarrassment they were. The Padres are right next to them, but they don't get as much spoke because they're in the small market. The Padres need to you know, make some changes, and Brian Cashman should be talking to A.J. Preller all day, every day, and finesse him. Cashman, like this is supposed to be your magnum opus. This is supposed to be your best work to prove who you are, prove it to all of us, and finesse Juan Soto for, I don't know, a couple prospects and arms that we don't care about. And if they want to send Michael King and Clark Schmidt, fine. Sign Yamamoto. We're yep. good to go. Right. It, I was about to say that because even if we trade a couple of those arms, we get Yamamoto in here and it's fine. And by the way, I think it's worth noting, and you say this all the time, you're spot on that the next championship will be the most special yep. because of social media and everything. And, and we really have a chance to do it because Cole – and Judge are in their prime. Yep. You actually know that these guys next year are going to perform at the highest level. So, like, we don't, we don't, we actually don't have unlimited years here. Like, we need to go for it. And I think Cashman could really put the pedal to the metal and say, "Listen, like, we're going for it. Twenty twenty three, or uh, twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five. Like, these are our years. Let's go." It's now or never. Like, they're staring my nightmare in the face. My nightmare is that we have the best pitcher in baseball. We have the best hitter in baseball. And we waste their prime years over nonsense like trading for Josh Donaldson. Over nonsense like right. running Aaron Hicks out there. Over nonsense like signing Carlos Rodon because, you know, in free agency, guys start coming off the board and you want to make a splash. So you sign a guy like that that can't play here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Man, 
Stack the deck. You guys have heard me say that for months. Stack the deck around the talent that you have. Go all in now. Right, exactly. I mean, listen, we all make fun of the Angels, but it's like uh, the, the cold water kind of hit me in the face this year where it's like, wait a minute, are, are we the Angels? Like, no, but I, I appreciate the effort. I talked about that a lot when Buster Only, and thank you for the call, Ben, when Buster Only, and I've been referencing this because this has to do it right now, Yankees for clicks. I remember coming back from the All-Star game. I remember seeing Otani at the All-Star game. I'm like, this guy is like a basketball player, football player. He's huge. Pause. But I'm like, I get the Otani hype. And I come back, and Buster Only, I'll never forget, the Yankees come out of the All-Star break. They lose to the Rockies in Colorado. That's when I told y'all I got off the roller coaster. Remember all that? I'm done. I'm out. You found a way to lose to the last place team in the NL West? And the way that you did it? I'm done. I'm done with this team. Then the next day, I have a five-hour KM to AM, and Buster only puts that report out that maybe, sort of, kind of, hopefully, potentially, the Yankees would be interested in trading for Shohei Otani, and all the Yankee fans start running with it. Oh, we're going to get Otani. And I, I poured water on, water on that. Nope. It's Yankees for clicks. It's ESPN. They got to come up with a story. And you pair the biggest player, the biggest name in baseball with the biggest franchise, the biggest name in baseball as far as teams, and you get a story. And there's nothing there because the Angels were never trading him. I can appreciate the effort. They had Shohei, and they got together, Perry Manazian and those guys, and they said, listen, we have to make a run at the postseason to convince Shohei that this is where he wants to be with Mike Trout, that we can win. That October here can be great for years to come. So they go out and get Randall Grichik. They go out and get Lucas Giolito. They go out and get, um, I forget who else they traded for now, CJ Crone. And they failed. They fell flat on their faces. And Otani was done before the season ended. I can appreciate the effort of going all in when you have a guy in his prime that you you know is, is a generational talent. The Yankees have a couple guys that are generational talents. They'd be fools to not stack the deck and go all in this offseason after going 82 and 80. Keith McPherson on the fan. Time is flying by. We're about to hit 10 o'clock. All right, let's take the break so we can take more calls. BRB. Good evening, good evening. Shout out to you and yours, wherever you are. Stay warm. We're in the cold now. It is about to be like winter for real. I'm scared. I'm scared it's going to snow. I think we play... An ad where they talk about like the farmers, the farmers almanac predicts heavy snow. I'm like, nah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I gotta drive home at 2 a.m. most nights during the week. I'm not looking forward to that in the snow. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'm watching the Rangers in here. They came back. They tied it up. There's about eight minutes to go in the third period. It's 2-2 at the Garden. Let's see if the Rangers can pull it off. Rangers fans, call me up. 877-337-6666. Now, we're obviously talking about three main things. The Jets and their situation going into this game with Tim Boyle starting again against the Falcons at home. I think it's a winnable game, but I don't expect them to win. Aaron Rodgers, he just has to be the center of attention. He just has to. like He can't just fade into darkness like he did before he decided to come to the Jets. This guy literally has to be a media manipulator. Uh, these Jedi mind tricks. I'm over it. If you can't tell, I've been over it. I've been over it since we were doing this before he even announced that he would be, you know, his my intention is to play for the Jets. Like, I was over it before then. I was actually glad. Like, 
I went on my paternity leave and the whole thing happened and it broke. And I'm like, all right, good. I don't have to talk about it. Much about nothing. <laughs> look where we are. Fast forward. Look where we are. And on the other side of town, you know, I understand that there's going to be a little bit of a battle here for who finishes with the best record. But pff, for what, bro? For what? Look into the future. And I know I'm not even going to use the word T-A-N-K anymore. I know no one wants to lose. No one wants to have a loser mentality. You can't coach to lose. You can't play to lose. But I think that's what would be best on both sides because this season is cooked on both sides. And both teams could have a top 10 draft pick and don't screw it up. You know, don't pick um, don't pick Evan Neal. You know, 877-337-6666. So I'm trying to get some of my Yankee fans to weigh in. I started talking a little bit more about Juan Soto and the four Yankee names that were floated out uh, around a trade with him. Jason Dominguez, Anthony Volpe, Michael King, Clark Schmidt. I think maybe one or two of those guys get moved. I don't think Volpe gets moved at all. I don't think Soto gets moved. Or I don't think Dominguez gets moved. I think Soto gets traded. And everybody keeps saying, Yankees, Yankees, Yankees. Can somebody else call me up and tell me what other team is in the running? There has to be another team. There has to be a mystery team. Winter meetings coming up, hot stove coming up, and uh, you know Yankees open house coming up. It is time. We're about to be right back in the baseball offseason. Luis Severino is a Met. I repeat, former New York Yankee Luis Severino signs a one-year, $13 million contract to pitch for the make-it-happen Mets. They need pitching, and $13 million is like $13 to Steve Cohen, so low risk, potential high reward, but... I'm not going to miss him. I guess I'm rooting for him, but I don't care at all as far as, like, the Yankees bringing him back. I did see some people in the offseason like, would you bring Seve back on a – nope, nope, nope. For what? We're trying to win the World Series. <laughs> like we're, trying, we're trying to get back to dominance. We're trying to get back to the mountaintop. Stop with the cheap bargain deals. I'm good on that. I'm good on that. We don't need to be, be making any low-flyer deals. The Yankees need to go – all in. Let's get back to the phones. It's about to be 10 o'clock. At 11 o'clock, my Casamigos big shot of the night. So we'll break and we'll go to the update. And then I'm taking straight calls this next hour. You guys know what we're talking about. Maybe the Rangers will get a win and we'll have some puck to talk. I don't think anybody really wants to talk about the Knicks chances in the in-season tournament in the NBA. But I mean, I'm here. I'll be your Huckleberry. If you want to do that, we could do that too. But the three main conversations are around uh, Tommy DeVito, the Giants season, even though they're on a the, on a bye. Aaron Rodgers, Tim Boyle in the Jets season, and then we're talking, you know, baseball free agency with the Mets, the Yankees, the Yamamoto stuff. Maybe I'll get into some more Yamamoto stuff. I, I was really digging into the Yamamoto conversation the last couple of days, so we'll do that when we come back too. All right, stay with me, stay with me. We're gonna play some other voices. We're gonna play some other sounds. We're gonna take another break. I don't know. Go to the bathroom. Get you something to eat, to eat. If you're watching me on TikTok Live, you just saw I went and heated up the mac and cheese. Not Thanksgiving leftover mac and cheese. Some mac and cheese from Trader Joe's. You know, you guys saw it on the video. Appreciate everybody watching on the live. Keith McPherson on the fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich, the step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, 
even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 